Hey, where are you guys? Welcome everybody back to Powerhouse Finch Show. It's a Finch Show. It is. <laughs> we talk about some Finch There's pictures things. of Finch on the wall. We've been talking about, we've had a guest, Alyssa. This is part two. Um, for those who are joining in for the first time, this is a two-part thing. We aired the last one last week, last Thursday. Um, uh, my name is Zach Shu. I'm the other host. This is Dan, Dan the host, host another host. Uh, we talk about things that pertain to the commercial fence industry, which are also applicable to other things. But our um, our personal experience is pretty much limited to. <laughs> they put mm. caramel in Dan's coffee caramel extra caramel how do you how do y'all pronounce caramel 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 me too i mean you hear me saying it so what about you you a caramel Alyssa? caramel caramel she ain't even paying no attention caramel caramel i am caramel what about ilaria ilaria sorry caramali i didn't know i counted caramel oh good job how about coconut coconut Coconut. What? That's not what you said before. She practiced. Wait, wait. What was that thing she said? I can't say it. She said it was family friendly. Oh, family okay. friendly Finch show. This tonight. will not be explicit tonight. I know what you're Are you talking about Riley? No, we're talking about Riley. how you pronounce coconut earlier. Oh, Here. You said like coconut. Oh. So said what? Italian came out. You did say coconut. Yeah, for sure. Which That's is, why we were all laughing. It's not funny when I say it. No. It didn't it's feel not. funny at all. No. Oh, wrong. Neither of you made it entertaining. It was so wrong. It was pretty funny when she said it. Anybody got any good stories? Have you tried to poison yourself this week, Alaria? No. Uh, <laughs> That's it? That's all we get? No. That's She's not get. participating. I've been tonight. sick. I didn't have time to poison anyone. You sound poisoned right now. Yeah, a little bit. Our entire office, I think is or has been recently sick so that's pretty exciting yeah well i came there up was, there was like a line of people at the bathroom earlier trying to take their temperature <laughs> please let me go home please let me go yeah home. i think yeah. i found out that i think they were just trying to change the batteries in the thermometer all oh, five people 18 of them yeah everyone was mm. collectively many? changing two double a batteries that's how on many brand. fence folk does it take that's on brand yeah to change a battery in the and now we get to line up and take our temperature to see who gets to go home oh cool that's what we get to do tomorrow right yay oh looking forward to it come on in. i have a story to tell what no, i have a story to tell right, what yeah, let's, let's hear the story dueling turbyville stories i like or this is it the same story oh mm -mm. okay so in honor of payroll week i came up with another story okay and by came up with she means Are it's you? happened since the last episode. <laughs> Just to be clear. Just about so that. that we could have a story tonight. You mean you didn't write a short story for this purpose? No. Okay. Just to clarify. So two weeks ago, I got an email from Aloria asking that I. Oh, yes. I like this story. Asking that I change her bank account for her direct deposit, which I thought was a little weird. I'm no longer HR, which means no payroll. Um duties whatsoever so i responded to her email and i said sure daniel yes he's telling the story yeah and i said <laughs> so i found it weird and I so i responded to alaria and i said sure just forward your information to angie and so alaria responded 
well, I don't have Angie's information, so can I just send it to you? None. And so, and let my tongue's gonna bleed. This is all while we are all within what five feet of each other, all sitting in the same building, all sitting in the same building. And she's not that far away. I I don't know why, but I felt like she wanted to keep this in writing over email. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can change it. So Friday, uh, end of day comes, and I was gonna say, I was meant to tell her, hey, I didn't have a chance to change your bank account today. Um, I'll do it next week, but then I forgot. And then Monday came, and I was going to let her know, hey, I'll get this done by Wednesday. And so Tuesday comes, and um, it has to be done by Wednesday. And so Tuesday comes, and I was like, oh, I need to do it right now. And I almost sent Alaria a message saying, hey, um, I'm about to change your bank account for your direct deposit right now. Um, just in case I got in the middle of doing something, I wanted her to check in with me to make sure I did it well I was like actually I can do it right now no one's coming in to get me so I changed her bank account information and the email response after I told them after they sent the bank account information the new bank account information uh, it said please send me a confirmation so I sent them a screenshot of the QuickBooks where it said you've changed it and that also includes the routing number and the bank account number and so I Sent that snip to Alaria in an email, and I said, double check. Now, I've triple checked this, but I want you to double check. And she responded, yeah, that that's great. So Friday comes. I'm late, and Angie comes and gets me, the lady who does payroll. And she's trying to find a nice way to say I screwed up Alaria's bank account. And I, basically, I said, but I have an email. Like, she confirmed that the account was right. And Angie said, Alaria said she didn't send an email. Sure enough, we got scammed. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, we got scammed. I got, no, not we. I I got scammed. Thank you. So I was going to say, I don't remember sending emails. (laughs) Who was the email? What was the, (laughs) who was the email from? Alaria.scamsrus? It was like SWS07 at Gmail. Some random fake email account yeah and i was like so it was ironic because the reason i found out about it because i was like hey look at this junk email that i got how stupid no you found out because i went in to your office with my tail tucked between my legs to tell you how i screwed Mm, up must have been the same day whenever and that's when you were like can i interrupt is this the same story yeah this is the story you were gonna tell no oh no, it's getting a little. I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little feeling in the middle, stuck in the middle here. Just saying. Are you a little left out? No, not left out. <laughs> oh. Over included. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turby versus I'd prefer, Turby. Yeah, I'd prefer to be left out. Mm. <laughs> uh, well, so is this one of those episodes where we pretend that we don't uh, publicly humiliate people for their mistakes and then do it anyways? Go for it. <laughs> Now this is a roast. I think of you did. Me. I mean, that's pretty crazy. So you didn't yeah. get paid. We had she to cut her up. Paid. We okay, had to okay. cut her a paper check. Yeah, we didn't get check. But you did have like a moment of like, um. Well, 
where where's my payment for the week yeah because okay payday here is like friday but i'm lucky that it hits my bank account on thursdays yeah so when i didn't see i was like it's whatever like i'm just like everyone else my bank is just late it doesn't matter and then i came in on friday and asked don he was like you get paid and i was like yeah and i asked michael that like, you get paid and i was like yeah i was like oh no and i went oh, to Andy. No. she was like i don't know i'll figure it out and i thought it was just like a, oh and that's where she figured out that it was where, something weird had yeah. gone down it was funny because angie was like I, i'll check and she was stuttering she was like, i know I, i'll check i'll angie, let you know i'll see i'll figure so, it out but she didn't she was very angie like, didn't want to throw me under the bus because and, the boss i guess but no i'm sorry how to, mm. to tell you this um so how it all wound up is i got to pay Ilaria's paycheck twice this week but I got it just once. But she only got the <laughs> yeah, benefit she's still of waiting. one. You got it once, and then China got it, or Russia, or whoever <laughs> got it once. And that's it for me. Yay. Yay, Dan. Yay. Mm. So what I told Alyssa, I was like, you have their account number and routing number. Go do an electronic check for $100,000. Well, it's Cash App. They have to approve yeah. the purchase before it runs. Yeah, so it, it that didn't work. But... What I can say, the moral of the story is when you get an email, make sure you look at the email address because the scammers will send emails and it'll like say Alyssa or Zach or whatever. But if you actually look at the address, it'll be that like a one four seven eight six three at gmail.com and they just like put whoever's name on it. Right. So always that's step one. And then frequently when I get a weird email that has an attachment or something like that and it doesn't if it looks odd. I will like ask the people I might call them and say, Hey, did you really send me this? Or at least email them and be like, is this legit? So well, I, I try to do that too. So just some, some pointers of things that listeners could do. And in my defense, I did see that. I thought it was her personal <laughs> email address. I thought it was just some random personal email address. And uh, <laughs> like, so I, I wasn't going to ask well, her. You know, her personal email address is Alaria loves kittens. <laughs> Right. <laughs> at gmail.com well, i thought this might be her business professional Ilaria puppy kitty at gmail.com <laughs> i have the italian word for the week and that is mistake hold on hold on i was just saying one last thing on it it's funny that in that circumstance there was very minimal internal communication wherein typically we're talking across like multiple platforms from one another while we're sending each other emails and teams messages on the phone with you, sending you an email and in a team. Check check that team's message. I just sent you. Does that sound right? (laughs) I, I, yep. It's all on me. I did not double check. All right. So what you got? You said mistake. Yeah. Errore. 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 No. <laughs> Erode. <laughs> That's Not my revenge bad. for you making fun of me when I say cucking it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's how she says it. All right. So your right. story. So now story time number two. We're I'm not gonna have time for a story. I know. Good. We're taking all of your story time. But mine's gonna be That's quicker. the only thing I do on the show. All right. So story one. <laughs> Alyssa got us. Alyssa got scammed. We got scammed. Uh, we did get. We'll take that with you. We're, thank I'm, you. I'll yeah, that's a some, week. Yeah, we're that's Memphis, a week. That's we a training. Memphis, that's a training deficiency. Yes. All right. So story number two. We're doing a job, and the job had a slide gate on it. The slide gate opened to the left, 
and oh, yes. we look at it and we're like, ah, that's not going to work. It doesn't fit. We're just going to make it open to the right. Okay. So here, then what happened was actually two things with that gate. So one thing set the post, pulled measurements, all of that, built the gate, built the gate the wrong way. Um, right. Right. So the, the gate was built the wrong way. And then the second thing that happened was the contractor had all the electrical and all the conduit and everything for the automation stubbed up on the wrong side of the opening. So that oh, the, we just looked at it and we're like, ah, that's not going to work. We're going to build it the other way. And what we should have done was been like, hey, Mr. Contractor, that's not going to work. Just so you know, the gate's going to have to go the other way. Fortunately, they were super understanding and they're like, yeah, I don't know why they drew it that way. What's going on with these people? Like, that'll never work. And I was like, okay yeah yeah and no actually i did fess up and i told him like really i should have told you and i'm sorry so if you want to be mad be mad at me so that was a that's my story so if you make changes to a job tell someone like the contractor you know and i should have and anyone listening is going to be like what an idiot and that's cool that's what we're here for Is that the one where the installer came in and he's like, why'd y'all do it that way? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when we built the gate backwards. So we have the installer that's (laughs) mad because the gate's back. Well, in fact, Dan was a little unhappy because we built the gate backwards. I am Dan. And then the installer was unhappy because we built the gate backwards. And then the contractor was unhappy because all the conduit was stubbed up on the wrong side. So everybody got mad. But we all worked through it. And we made it to the end of it, and now we're installing the gate the right way. So that's what I got. Yeah. There you go. Do you have anything you want to add to that? All right, Zach. No. Why would I want to participate in this? In this, like, self? Yes. No. Confessional? No, I don't have anything. What what did I do? Forgive me, fencers, for I have failed. (laughs) <laughs> we did uh in install a well not install we went to install a walk gate the pitch was wrong and it was just a miscommunication between me and the, the, the this install is like, foreman this is real life because i've never heard about this well we fixed it they brought it back i personally fixed the gate in 30 minutes and we recoded it and sent it back out because yeah. the customer was furious i don't really even i still to this day don't know why she was so mad she was mad because it didn't fit the first time yeah yeah that and that's so it's kind of interesting how people's like psychology works with all of that you haven't had a gate for the past 27 years we showed up with a gate that was built wrong and we're gonna have it installed tomorrow and then you're furious because you didn't have a gate today Today. i guess i don't really under i don't know why i mean and this isn't a you haven't called me you just showed up in the gates wrong thing like we've been i've been really proactive about being in contact with our customers because we are typically experiencing a longer than expected you know lead time or longer than what they want it's not longer than what i've promised it's just longer than what people want basically yeah i mean that's you want it in life you want it in six and i give it to you in 12. you okay over there yeah, I'm good. Thanks. We're making bringing back um, some experience in the residential. Exactly. I was going to my happy place. Right. I can't talk about that. Uh, my 
that's been my biggest headache the past couple of weeks has been with residential yeah, customers. They're pretty difficult. And I am like, you know, pretty easy going on the phone and oh, I don't wait, understand. Wait. We're not supposed to talk negative about our customers. They have high expectations. Is that okay to say? That's not negative, right? Yeah. Well, how about this? Commercial customers, contractors who work in the business difficult. can be difficult, but also more forgiving when th- the schedule changes. Like the whole gate being the conduit on the wrong side, and they're just like, ah, yeah, we got to fix it. Yes, the we already saying did that things happen in, in other terminology is a real thing. Yep. Things happen. Materials we, delayed, fabrication takes longer, people get sick and don't show up to work, you yeah. you know, you lose employees. We you, forget to like build some post. Sure. Yeah. All kinds of things. Yeah. So I mean and, and it seems like in the commercial communication line, that's a little bit more people yeah. are a little bit more easygoing about that. We did have a commercial customer. We replaced a fence and we had to re- put in a new cantilever gate for him. And Went out there, installed the cantilever gate, and the guy was pretty unhappy that the gate was not automated the same day. I'm having that, too. And the automation happened the following day, but this guy was pretty unhappy. And he's like, well, what am I supposed to do? Well, you're going to have to shut the gate by hand tonight and then open it by hand in the morning, but it will be automated tomorrow. And, like, that's the best we can do. We don't have an overnight crew that comes behind and does the automation. So I guess... What I can glean from this is in that circumstance, just say, this is the process, right? We'll hang the gate, and a day or so following, the automation will then be installed. So I think what we should do is, I think we should, y'all napping? Um, I think what we should do is have a document that kind of like spells out the whole process. Yeah, because it's not, ours doesn't necessarily change. We fabricate, we go out, we hang it. You know, or yeah. whatever we set posts, we yeah. fabricate, we hang. Yeah. Right. Um, and I mean, if there is automation, like I, I think we could explain that process. Like we like to go set the terminal post on an iron fence, set the terminal post, measure in between, and build the fence to fit, build the gates to fit, and then come back and install it. And frequently I think it's a thing where people see a set post for a gate or for the fence or whatever, and they expect us to be back the following day to install it. So, mm, more info. Yeah. I think we could do a thing. I think we could like or just, just make a document that's, you know, like a simple little one page thing. It's kind of like our process A, process B, what process C. You can C. expect. Yeah. Yeah. I think from we could do that. Your Fence Project with Memphis. I like this. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, listeners, if you have suggestions, if you have something like that, let us know. Um, I personally, my story does is not too. Well, I've had some crazy stuff with the kids All right, this week. We're 19 but, um, minutes in, and we've had two stories. Good deal. I'm not going to, I'm <laughs> keeping it brief. So I've had some crazy experiences with kids being kids, basically. My five year old daughter went feral and like bit, <laughs> bit some children on the playground and then like ran and hid like a wild animal. So that, I don't know where that came from. Uh, so that's been fun. And, uh, that's that's that part. But as far as here in Memphis Fence coming, I've been doing some fabrication because yeah. we're really um, one. Bit. I have some people, a guy who needs some training, so I need to do some hands-on with him in order to train him to where he needs to be uh, to do fabrication work, and then also 
uh, you know, these longer leads time lead times in order to try to get this stuff out in a reasonable timeline. I'm not only working in the shop and I mean, in the office doing sales and following up with sold jobs and all that that entails. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also going back and forth to the iron shop and spending few hours a day increasingly more hours a day uh actually fabricating so yeah someone my hands look normal again (laughs) normal again someone asked me yesterday well did you talk to zach about that i was like i saw zach this morning i think like one time and i haven't seen him since i don't know where he went yeah so uh, next week i one of my lead fabric my lead fabricator is going on vacation um who we share a birthday actually so that's interesting i told her next year i'm going on vacation you're gonna stay here and build these damn gates right (laughs) um so i'll be your birthday's next week monday next monday Monday. so i'll be taking yeah i'll be taking what was that (laughs) i'm supposed to tell her is really excited about birthdays yes planning Um, has begun okay i'll be 41 if anyone's curious um yeah so next week i'll be pretty much mostly in the shop so it's exciting it's fun but it's also i'm over there think wondering what am i forgetting or who's going to be mad at me next Mm -hmm. right (laughs) for sure and that's the way it goes so um so you were talking about your kid going feral and like biting other (laughs) kids so our daughter is she's very healthy (laughs) <laughs> and other kids like to bite her she, yeah. she you just bit, made her like, sound like a food source well that's what i she that's kinda, what i say I, I wonder if it's the skinny this is kids like some pri- skinny <laughs> kids who don't have enough <laughs> some lunch. kind of primal <laughs> they're they're like reverting oh, that, back to caveman oh, or sophie's something. arms looking Ooh, mighty good that girl's Ooh. a little juicy i'm gonna get a little bite of that mm. <laughs> so Watch out for Zach's daughter. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah. get them separated. Yeah, so. <laughs> for sure. Next company picnic, those two are to be on opposite sides <laughs> of the table. Oh, we didn't do the... Who are we presented by? I don't Who's know. Who's sponsoring this thing? You are. That was... I'm sorry to be so pessimistic. <laughs> Brought on, to you. Zach. I typically do like a grand introduction. I'm feeling a bit weird, man. Like a little sickish. Weird. So, as Brought to you by Memphis... Sick. MFC Manufacturing, Simpalo, and Memphis Fence Company. Yeah, so um, we don't really talk about what those things do very often, so here's a little 30 seconds. Uh, MFC Manufacturing, we build custom-built iron fence. And gates. um, And gates, and aluminum slide gates, and steel slide gates, and all of these things. So if you have a job that's some weird spec that has to be custom-built, we can do that for you. And we won't do it backwards. We'll try not to do it backwards. Or if we do, we won't tell you. And if we (laughs) do and we don't know and you tell us, we'll fix it. We fix everything. We do. I mean, we fix everything. I was telling the guys in the shop today, they were like, uh, since I've been over there, they're all hypersensitive about mistakes. And I'm like, it doesn't. I mean, obviously, proficiency and efficiency are important, but really we're i'm only you're only judging ourselves on the end result and as long as you get there the the way you got to get there to a degree i mean mistakes cost money so but these are small things these are small things like we i I think the way i try to explain it to people like 
you know, hiring new people, you're going to screw up, get over it. I don't condone you screwing up, making mistakes, but it's going to happen. So like, don't think that anyone expects you to show up to work on day one and be perfect. Right. Right. Let's, let's get over that fact. Everyone's going to mess up and let's move on. Yes. All the people I currently have are in training. Right. Basically. Aren't we all in training forever? Sure. Isn't that what we're doing right now? Yes. Kind of. One of these days, somebody's going to like tell us some stuff on here. I've been watching this show for years and I got something I want to tell I gotta you, boys. Say something to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Simpalo is an estimating software. You don't know shit. Yeah. But we try. <laughs> Simpalo's estimating software. Check it out, simpalo.com. We're on every social media thing ever. Olaria, make sure that we're everywhere. Um, so we are going to Tony Thornton's, well, I'm going to Tony Thornton's fence business conference. I think I do that every time I start off by we, and then I change There's it to no I just to kind of like it. rub it in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the Shangri-La at the Shangri-La, oh, it's, you wouldn't like it. Yeah. Sounds terrible. It sounds hideous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what did we get to last time? We went over, uh, we. We talked some, what, 1099 W-2 stuff. We talked uh, about certified payroll, wage rates. Mm. Mm. We talked, uh, and then I, I guess uh, payroll taxes would be next, maybe. Did we talk about that any? We, we did. To, we made some kind of weird comparison between hourly and salary, some kind. Oh, yeah. Did you get the answer to that question? The, the world is hoping that you have the answer. The only thing I found is that it, um, it could potentially be, um, what we said about the whole minimum wage thing. So I'm assuming that manager, um, what was it again? It was that somebody from the office couldn't be salaried because they spent too much time in the field. Something like that. Yeah. So this could like cross apply to me if I'm working in the shop. Not, I'm not assuming it does. I'm just saying Shh. it's an. Yeah, what I think they said, um, or what what I remembered, my takeaway was some kind of like a field supervisor, maybe or something like that. Um, which I'm assuming might also require a lot of travel and stuff. And so then there is that possibility with travel, you know, you're on the clock when you're traveling. So that would um, possibly be an issue with, uh, what's it called? Overtime. Overtime. How about that? Not getting properly paid for overtime since their salary. That's, that's the only thing I could really think of is the, the overtime piece of it. That's what I was thinking. And, and I've pretty much confirmed that because I can't find an, any other reason why someone can't be salary. So, hmm. the OT component. I have a question. What about piecework? Or, so in the mechanic world, they get paid commission is what they call it. But, I mean, it's kind of like piecework, I guess. But, like, if they have to do a motor job on such and such vehicle, then, uh, you know, it pays 18 hours. And if they get it done in six, great. If it takes them 36, that sucks for them. I don't know much about. I know um, I felt on the spot. Part three. 
Yes, <laughs> part Donnie. three. We'll talk about uh, automotive industry. Donnie, we did talk about the scam yet. You'll have to go back to the beginning. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Gosh, Donnie. Um, could we do that? Is that a thing? Could that happen in the fence industry? Could we? So, do you know anything about like are they W two? I are believe they 1099? so. I don't think so. I have a friend who owns a shop. You could ask him. Hmm. Have him on the show. Hmm. Or just ask him. Yeah. Just, just call him up right now. Hey, we're live, man. And hey, we have a question for you. We have a question. I, I'll be honest. I don't know anything about that. So I'd be a bit apprehensive about calling him <laughs> without some kind of warning. Right. <laughs> I did say he's my friend. All right. So I, I think um, we. I've kind of thought about doing like piecework, right? In I the manufacturing. You did do some. Mm -mm. No, I've kind of thought about doing piecework over there in the shop, but that that gets real messy because then you Sign know. Sign me up. I'll do it. Okay, but then you have to work alone if you're going to get paid piecework or even, even I think commission on a specific project like the automotive type commission no, well, that just, they say. However, I decide to pay it out. Right, I could just have a helper. So then you hire your own helper. Yeah. And so, how do they get? Where's their workers' comp coming from? I guess that would be me. Now we're in subcontracting. Right. Territory. So now you're a subcontractor, and you're so just getting paid difference? for the job. I thought you did some once. Uh. -uh. You did. You're afraid to say. No, I've subbed out people building fence, but that's just been like straight. Uh, up. I've heard tell of. Fence being built on the Memphis fence property by people who are not employees by the piece. Is that a real thing? Mm, no, not that I'm aware of. Okay. We need we need names. I'd, pieces when? built. Early two thousands. Oh, I don't know about that. Ten. I was like eight. Two thousand ten. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> 2012. Okay, so what I oh, just found real 2012? No, I think so. What I found real quick is that it's a contract you enter in, employee, uh, employer, and um, but you still have to comply with minimum wage. So, so as long as they're exceeding so minimum wage, as long wage. as they're exceeding minimum wage, as long as you both agree to it, then, um, that's how you do it. Interesting. Hmm. All right. Anyways, was there anything else we need to like circle back on from last time? Oh gosh, I bet Alyssa is going to find some random thing and ask me. Oh, I didn't. I should have. Like someone, I answered someone's question that I thought was pretty interesting, and I was like, we should talk about that. Oh, <laughs> someone asked the question: How do you do? What do you define as commercial? Ooh, right. So you could define commercial based on, I guess, material type or, you know, stuff like that, maybe. As far as when I am, uh, <clears throat> let's see, ask the questions I ask the customer, is this a business? So if the person possesses a business license, then that becomes a commercial job so in the B2B version. What, what about... And someone did this where it was clearly at their house. Right. Did we bid that? That's what, no, we didn't do it. Once you figured out it was, he was trying to pull one over. No, it was the price. 
It was the price. We quoted it like we're willing to do it. We quoted it like yeah, because he got a said, commercial checkbook. But that's what I was about to say. Is to me maybe what defines commercials? Who's writing the check? If the location is zoned as commercial, according to Mr. Donnie. Yep, but then you've got churches, which we consider multifamily housing. Industrial is zoned industrial. Uh, well, we're gonna have to look at the zoning to see if we can come give you a price. We have Sit never, tight. we have never asked a person if their property was zoned as no. commercial. No, if it was like Nanny's daycare and she had said it's a business, we would go look at it. Yep, and we might end up doing it because we really, as far as talking about processes, we don't have a. We really are kind of. Mm. fumbling through the process for that I remember whoever asked this question we we've only been doing it for you know this year at the start of this year we started yeah. to try to move into commercial work yeah i mean we've started to institute a dollar value to determine a minimum yeah that's just because people get busy when you tell them we don't do residential right I but i mean dude, a guy through our like contact email he said, I called up there and they said that uh, y'all didn't do residential. Is I'm going to call the owner and ask him then. And so the guy sent an email and I was like, yep, we do not do it. So sorry. And he's like, well, that's crazy. You should update your stuff and make sure people know that. And I was like, well, now you know. I mean, well, it sounds like we let you know on the phone. I wish the right. hardware store would just sell milk already. Adam you know? Turbeville. Hmm, I don't put him on. <laughs> Nope. I don't think Adam is calling to be a part of. Should we just answer? Be like, hey, sorry, doing a show. What's up? <laughs> I'm not into it. Okay. All right. Let's move on then. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Sorry, Adam. If you are listening by chance, I do apologize, sir. It was me and Alyssa that vetoed. I tried. The co hosts are a little down tonight. So <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah. So to me, single family housing. I know. I like Donnie's response. It was a suggestion, not an answer. I was, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Sensitive. What's the difference? If some I mean, I'm gonna start doing that when people ask me a question. I'm gonna give them a suggestion, not an answer. <laughs> Isn't that how you phrase all of your answers though? Try. I suggest you go look here and find the answer yourself. No. Um, no, so to me, if it's single family housing, clearly residential. Right. But who's paying the Obvious. checkbook? I don't care who's paying it. Who's paying the checkbook? But where's the check coming from? I mean, it okay, wouldn't be. So you mean like if some contractor we that was did. doing a home remodel uh -huh. and all? I still think it's residential. Yeah. Right. It's a residential property. Right. And also, I am. I don't know what. I'll, oh, I answer questions with suggestions. <laughs> he said what I said. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> so I think um, if it's on a single family house, that's definitely residential to me. And HOA is really the biggest gray area thing because like an HOA is kind of a commercial entity. But the HOA board is just a bunch of single family homeowners that live in the neighborhood. So now instead of working for one residential company, our customer, we're working for six or eight or 10 or 12 that are all going to gang us on gang up on us at once. Uh -uh. That sounds pretty terrifying. It is. I'll tell you from experience. I yeah. got one that won't it. It just won't go away. Mm. And I, I had an email today from a, um, it's a property management for an HOA and I, 
Even I better. I forgot to respond, but they said, can you provide a quote on repairing fence at this house, this house, and this house for this HOA? Absolutely and not. I want, I, in the past I have, but 10, I want 10000 per house. I want to say uh, I cannot quote this project at this time. Or actually, I have no intention of ever well, quoting this project. I think they've given Zach some ironwork. So that's why it's, what do you want to do with that relationship? Yeah, if it's the one I'm talking about, just run like hell. <laughs> just saying we can it discuss got to be, after the podcast yeah it got to be so bad that now the project manager who was like the intercessory for the hoa is just mm -hmm. no longer copied on any of the emails and it's just taking turns from six or eight different emails from the hoa mm. and e everyone's asking when and where and how and what time and what's oh. going on with and there's no, no point of, there's no point of contact it's absolutely terrible. It's chaotic as could be. And mm -hmm. so I'm just like, I'm just trying to get out of this. And so the project manager, I think you've described this situation to me a little bit. And you think it's somebody like this is their first job. I don't, she was, she's obviously young. Right. And so they're probably just like, they didn't know what to do. And so they're just like hiding under their desk. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, and I, not I, I may have designated to her that, I, that I'll take care of it, you oh, know, like, so you put yourself in the situation. Well, it got crazy. It got yeah. crazy, you know? And so, All right, now so just... that, that's a story for another day. Maybe yeah. we should talk about the things we didn't get to last time before we just run out of time. Okay. Well, we know we've shifted to direct deposit only. Hence mm, these. Mm. How's that work out for us in the <laughs> last week? Hence the scam. <laughs> Did, have we talked about that? The scam? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. But we can talk about some more if you'd like. No. I, not yours. I'm talking about the initial guy riding around with the mobile check printing oh, system in the back of no. his Toyota Tercel or whatever. The initial scam that wasn't me. I mean, we could do a brief block. I think, I think we just kind or, of uh, like touched on that a little bit when we said we went to direct deposit because of some scams, some fraud checks. So like the gas station attendant from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm was riding around in a two-door accord with a printer and a bunch of fake checks in the back going around to get to local so just one just one gas station right? no i think uh <laughs> more than they one. cashed like 17 fake fraudulent checks at the same gas well, station no, one maybe did. remember <laughs> maybe yeah he he said that one guy came up and he would do it and he called the number on the check newsflash it wasn't our phone number right it's the they, guy himself yeah little said, did they know the phone call was coming from inside the house <laughs> the dude sitting in the car in the parking lot answered the phone and said yeah that's hold check on is i'll be great. right back hello <laughs> yeah that's good my favorite part of the story so the gas station attendant then called dan and he said i'm gonna lose my job are you gonna cover all this money it's like $25,000. Yeah. Are you going to cover all this money? I was like, no, that you're was... crazy. <laughs> I didn't cash the checks. So anyways, what happened? I suspect that someone went to like one of these check cashing places or something along those lines. They took a picture of one of our payroll checks. And then that's how the people that were creating the fraudulent checks got a hold of them. And that's what made us go to direct deposit only. So what they're talking about, the guy really did have a printer in the backseat of his car and he had a bunch of like check blanks. And so what he was doing was printing the check out, putting the logo, the address information, you know, phone number that 
we just talked about all of that in the top left corner of the check printing the rest of it and putting some form of some signature on the check and so the gas station which convenience store whatever it whatever was whatever it was liquor so store maybe this uh on day one i think one person went in there and then the next day like three went in there and then the next day i think like six or eight people showed up all at the same time with same checks from us and nobody ever thought anything was weird like the same dude came with a payroll check three days in a row and you know thousand fourteen hundred dollar check whatever and you know nobody thought that anything was odd about it and like i said i think they wound up cashing something like twenty five thousand dollars worth of checks in there so and then asked and, dan to cover it yeah and asked me to pay him back and after we, the money had already come out of our account so let's pay fifty thousand dollars and well, the guy how did they I catch mean, him yeah, he was stopped that. on like a regular traffic stop in germantown or something yeah weird. yeah Somehow they they like pulled him over in Germantown and just found like his mobile. What are all these the illegal checks doing back here, sir? Right. It seems you have seven thousand checks in your back seat and a computer and printer. What what is this all about? Yes. Oh, I I have a small business. I'm just I had to do payroll right. today. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. All right. Sales right. tax. Sales tax. All right. We all take a deep. Uh, okay, so I'll just go into it. Go for it. All right. Well, sales Ten tax. Tennessee, though, right? This is going to be Tennessee specific. Um, yeah, because yes, that's cause where I, we are. I don't know all these states' sales tax rules, but yeah, you have Good to. Point. <laughs> I, I, I was recycling last week where you brought up that she often knows random states' she does. tax laws, even though she doesn't admit it, apparently. <laughs> um. Sorry, that sore, I guess. No, it's too soon. Too soon, so they say. <laughs> it's not sore. I just don't know what he's talking about. But um, yeah, so you have to in Tennessee, like we have to pay sales tax on the material that we use in installations. We actually don't pay sales tax because that's what you would um on the initial purchase of the material before you even install it, you would pay sales tax. We are tax exempt. I'm assuming most of the fence companies in Tennessee would be tax exempt. Um, could be. Could be tax exempt. But then you need, like what we do is we pay use tax after we invoice the job. So we pay use tax on all of the material that we used. Um, because in Tennessee, the material, it like it, it's considered... Excuse me. I'm sorry. It's considered for resale. So there's, um, like I said last week, a, a lot of taxes about the intent of what you're doing. So the intent would be that we are selling the customer the material because it's a part of the contract price. So we're selling the customer the material that we are installing. So that's why we have to pay sales tax on that material or use tax, like I said, is what we do on the back end. We pay use tax. Um, except for the stuff we sell wholesale, we then capture the sales tax when we sell it to the customer and pay it. Yeah. So our, our exemption, our sales tax exemption is a sale for resale. So wholesale, since we're reselling that material, we don't have to pay tax on it. We pay, um, the wholesale customer will pay sales tax to us when they buy the material. And then we remit that sales tax to the state. It is very important if you collect sales tax 
remit it to the state. At, if you ever got caught, they, um, I think the penalty is like maybe 20 years in jail. Maybe not that bad, but I mean, they'll shut you down. Bogies. Oh, oh my goodness. Like bogies is where we had lunch Friday and it was good. I recommend <laughs> the potato salad. I picked the place. It was awesome. Good. Zach called it bogies. Do not get the twice baked potato. Potato. Unless you want to pay six dollars for a half a tater (laughs) that has some craft shredded cheese sprinkled on top. Do not get the twice baked tater. (laughs) Do not seek the treasure. Broccoli salad. It's really good. Okay. The the potato salad is really awesome. The tater salad. So some people know what tater salad is. The difference between the use tax and the sales tax. I've heard this, that if you're installing something that like a fence, for instance, that's to become a permanent part of the person's property, you don't charge them sales tax. Is that correct? Is that a thing or am I just making this up or? That's not a thing. Okay. (laughs) So. No. (laughs) Cool. So like. But um, there is a difference from sales and use tax. Same rate. Same rate. So sales tax is where you pay it on the front end. Use tax is where you pay it on the back end. And I guess that doesn't make sense. So we're paying tax on the material when we use it. That's why it's called use tax. Yes. And we're not paying material on the tax when it are paying tax on the material when it's sold to us or to a customer. Yeah. Before we material when we pay in tax when we use the material. And the use tax is incorporated to the sales price. That's correct. So they're in forwarded to the customer Mm -hmm. in the same way that sales tax is. It's just a wording based on intent. Yeah. So for the customer, a sales tax would be a different. Yes. I I couldn't fully form that thought (laughs) right now. Sorry, y'all. I'm a very thoughtful person. Use taxes up here as a line item in the invoice, wherein sales tax is a, after the subtotal, you add the sales tax basically for like a real, but yeah, but normally when you see sales tax on something, like if you're, it's going to be on your total bill. Right. Right. As where we're paying, we're charging the customer the use tax, which is just the tax on our cost in the material. Right. So it's not on the total bill. Ah, okay. So that's a difference. Now, not to get off on this tangent, but if you really want to like go study some crazy tax stuff, go look at the state of Mississippi. Right. And so, in fact, we have some listeners in Mississippi, but, you know, they do a gross receipts tax. And then not only is it just a gross receipts tax, but there's like six or eight or 12 different categories of what the job can be in. They all have different tax rates. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like if the job's under 10,000 or over 10,000, right. the tax rates are different. And I mean, it's it gets pretty messy down there. But that. Uh, that I was reading the, the comment. Mm-hmm. So that um, that gross receipts tax is on the total of the project, right? So that would be kind of more like when you go to the store and buy something and you see that like sales tax line down there. And that's when that's how Mississippi tax works. And something that we kind of didn't mention that goes with this is that like in Tennessee, we only pay use tax on the material of the installation, but we're not paying it on the service of installing it. That's exempt. So, um, if it becomes, if you install it attached to their home where it becomes real property, 
So that's important. If you're installing temporary fence, that whole thing's taxable. Right, right, so right. Then you're okay. So the that's the where I'm getting confused is yes, that the service itself is taxable in the temporary circumstance. In the temporary realm. Yep. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. So, so there was some truth to that statement yeah, I made, just not. I didn't in the bring way. it around. Yeah. Thank that's you. what you're talking about okay. is the temporary fence. All of that's taxable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's no that doesn't become real property. And a fence when it's installed becomes real property when you install it. And what so kind it's like of permanently attached to the property? Say for instance, somebody's whatever, not doing it right. What however you want to say it. Mm. What if they are just Oh, I don't know a whole lot about this use tax nonsense. I'm just going to put sales tax on my bill and then put that aside and I'm going to pay the state that instead of a use tax. Mm, so the easiest then? thing, and I, I was going to kind of like try to circle back to this towards the end, but if you're a small, small fence company and you don't want to take on a lot of administrative burden, like honestly, the easiest thing is just to pay tax when you buy the material. And then yeah. you don't have to worry about it, at least in the state of Tennessee. Now, every state's different. Like, you need to know this, the laws and rules in your state. But in Tennessee, if you were small and you didn't want to have to worry about, like, keeping track of all your material cost and then having to f- submit forms and pay your taxes and all that stuff, just pay it when you buy it. And right? let me pause you right there. We said this last episode. We didn't say it this time. We're not tax professionals. Right, so right. No, no, this, this is, is not all... tax advice. But I do agree. Um, if you're not sure, pay pay it on the front end. I mean, that's not going to hurt. Like, if you were to get audited, keep your receipts. Obviously, got, you have to keep all of your receipts, even if it's for lunch. Um, yeah, it, I can't stress enough that every receipt should be kept some form or way in case you're audited. Um, but, yeah, your hesitation made me <laughs> lose my train. No, of I was thought. I was just thinking that I, I overheard a conversation about. Well, I don't know where that receipt went, but I try to give them to you, like maybe within the last week or so. But I, I believe that if you get audited, if you don't have a receipt, you? I don't think that. Oh no, I was thinking. Is that your that voice? Thing? I don't. I hope sure that, that wasn't was you talking to Angie. Why about does she some talk like that? Receipt. That's what the. I don't care about the receipt. Why is that her? Hold on. What was her voice? It's like, well, I don't know where the receipt went. I'm going to get over here and make me some peach cobbler. But first, I got to take my shoes off and get pregnant. So. Right. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. You give, what's your, what's your impression of Alyssa? Let's hear it. I would just say, I don't know where the receipt went. I don't, oh, I mean. That's no fun, Zach. Come on. She's more Southern Belle than that. <laughs> than, than like. Than like North Carolina grandma with the, <laughs> with the backwoods. Right. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Anyways. anyways. <laughs> yeah. So my understanding of it is if you don't have a receipt, it basically didn't happen. If you get audited, right? And it, yes. And if you get audited, not to get too deep in the weeds, there's a thing called factoring that the auditor will do. And they take, um, basically they take a sampling of your, of these few years and if you don't have a receipt for these specific items, then they will um, divide it by the total amount in a category. So like Mills and Entertainment, if you um, didn't have receipts for the line items that they randomly chose, then um, 
they divide it by the total in that category, and then they multiply it by the total. I might actually have that formula wrong, but um, it's been a long time since I've done that. But what? <laughs> basically, it can really screw you up. It gets if, really expensive. It gets really expensive. I just heard expensive. you say you multiply it by the same, the, know, divide it by the same number by that you just multiplied it by. That's, that's why I said that. Multiply that. it times two and then divide it by two. Of, of your strengths and weaknesses, where would you place math? Obviously, number one. On the strength or the weakness? <laughs> Both. I'm not going to answer. Well, multiply no. it by one and then divide it by one, and that's how much it is. <laughs> and you can put it in whichever category you prefer. Okay. okay. That's why I said the, that formula actually does not sound right. But <laughs> That but gif of the lady looking at the uh, geometry thing. formulas. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't know how many times I use that, especially when Daniel starts talking. That's just what my brain automatically Every does. Time. But... <laughs> And then and, she goes and makes some cobbler. And then I make cobbler <laughs> from the peaches I pick. It's just how to find the area of a triangle. <laughs> so, yeah, I so penalty is 100%, uh, and then interest is going to be some ungodly amount. I think <laughs> on that, I think um, penalty is 100%. Interest might be 100%. It's super expensive. They um, Now, auditors are people. You can work with them, but, um, it's a piece of crap camera, but basically keep all your receipts, uh, tr don't try to do business, you know, upright. We've talked about this before. Be ethical. Right. Yeah. Like try to do it right. Cause what, who right. was it, um, on the show that was, uh, we were talking about um was it the banker was it kirk somebody was talking or maybe it's insurance it was like you know if it if your intention is to do a loophole like the person on the other side is aware that that's what you tried to do so to be at the end and be like oh man oops i didn't know real good oh, whoops i just multiplied it and then divided it yeah right. and, and they will put you in jail yep. for sales tax evasion i'm I've been a part of some horror stories of that. So, yeah, I like Al Capone, and that what he went to jail for tax evasion. Yep. So, um, I personally know two people. One of them uh, got busted and had to pay about a hundred thousand dollars, and the other one got busted and had to pay two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So, yep, be careful. And I'm just gonna put this out there. I'm not a tax professional, but if anyone wants me to kind of look at your state and just give you um just kind of tell you what I <laughs> oh my goodness i'm trying to think like how do i how do i eliminate that liability from my life well that's what i'm saying i'm not a tax professional <laughs> but i mean if you can ask questions that exactly you can ask questions i can point you to resources that can help you so. oh okay okay Whew. i, I won't personally help you but i'll help you find help Right. Yes, um, I can okay, help you find okay, help. Okay. All right. As all right. an individual, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, "Oh, she's gonna do that as an individual." Oh wait, she's my wife. That doesn't help any. Like, still uh, in this oh, with no. her. We're married. <laughs> all right. Um. So Donnie actually brought up a good point earlier. Uh, unless they have a tax exempt form. So also, in I was going to talk about that. They have MPC forms. 
So there's there's that. Well, I was thinking about that as it applies to uh, MFC manufacturing. Mm, that that's a, a whole customer, other can of worms. Well, say, well, then Memphis Fence Ornamental Fence, if a customer is purchasing fence from us to then resell mm-hmm. and, and supplies us a tax exemption. Yep, then they buy it tax exempt. And that's and on then, them what happens to it. And then we have to keep that form. That's the same as a receipt right. because if we don't have that to form, to say it didn't here's happen. why we didn't do it. That's right. Because somebody's got to pay the taxes. That's right. where the, how this works. If we right. didn't pay tax on the material in the beginning, somebody somewhere down the line has to show mm. proof of having paid taxes. If we're audited, but we're gonna and, just assume we're gonna get audited, and then we're gonna throw our tea in the harbor. <laughs> Can you do the crickets, please? He did that joke last week, and I know. It was stale no, then too. No I mean, I know, this so is I, the third episode that I've heard of that you have done the tea in the harbor. I'm gonna keep doing it every time. I'm gonna find somewhere to put it in. He'll forget that by next week. I told Adam about it, and he thought it was quite hilarious. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with you. You are people. so funny, Dan. <laughs> that's why he wanted to. I wish I would have been there. That's why he wanted to answer Adam because he knew that was coming up. Oh, he was yeah. going to set he him up. Hey, up. call me during the show, bud, and set me up for the tea in the harbor joke. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, all right. So, what else? States are different. Counties. Ooh. So, counties and cities. And we do both, right? Are you aware of any rules that apply differently to like a different a county or a city? rules tax tax stuff i'm trying to think Mm. i thought you meant like tax rates i didn't know you meant rules i should have researched like alabama is a yeah you just plant that bomb and run away uh alabama is a big one that has different city and county sales tax returns like tennessee you only have a state one mississippi is only a state but alabama colorado that's a big one where you pay um, at least cities. Do they have to? Di- I don't think they have different rules from the state. I mean, yeah, I don't think it's different from the state. I think it's just an additional tax to the city. Okay. And that's still sales tax we're talking about. And that is still sales and use tax. Yes. Okay. All right, hit me, Zach. I don't know. (laughs) Congratulations. You've won the prize or something. I know, and then I'm going to go research that tonight and be like, nope, that was wrong. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I think it's... County, cities, Mississippi. uh, Don't get caught charging or collecting and not paying. Josh? Johnny? Any questions? I'm oh this isn't touch screen I don't think that's the end that's all we got on the on the agenda yeah that's so we've we talked about all we can talk about and we're only 59 minutes in which is actually, record time for us I know I, th- I think that's actually a pretty decent time to cut it off when there's nothing left to say yeah I mean what do you do what do you do yeah, Aria's purse is already packed and yeah. in her lap. Can I close this without Dan? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think it's forgiving. Go ahead, do it. The stage is yours. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm officially the host. 
I'm gonna motion to close and second my motion and then accept the motion all in one you better hurry swift before motion back. okay everybody thank you guys for joining in i'm zach shu the host of powerhouse fence it's about goddamn time <laughs> cool thanks everybody for watching donnie and josh we're closing it out quick we gotta go here he comes <laughs> Hold on, I had a question though. <laughs> I closed the show, man. You weren't gonna be here. Oh, you didn't close it. It's still going. I tried. It's still going. <laughs> I tried. We all I almost did it. I took Sorry. over and everything. It Sorry. was amazing. Sorry, Maniacal, listeners. Maniacal lab. <laughs> oh. Well, you got it once. I'm sorry. Um, I have a question. So this whole we we kind of talked earlier a little bit about like the automotive industry commission thing uh-huh. or the piecework or whatever piecework yeah so when you have an auditor sitting in front of you mm-hmm. and you say oh no 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 we pay commission so and if i were an auditor i would immediately go okay so you're paying a flat rate for a job right whenever this job is completed and you send these people out to go do it why what's the difference how are they still w-2 that seems to be like a super gray area, at least in our industry, right? Is that a big thing in our industry? I've never heard of anyone doing it. I, I mean, maybe there are people out there that do it. I have no idea, but I just, I thought about that. So how does that not, how is that not just subcontracting? Right. That's so are I'm they going to use our tools when they do this flat rate piece work? Yes. Yeah. And our equipment and our trucks and everything else. And it's our material. So they're employees. So which one are they? So that, it must be about like about that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a real gray area. I don't know that you can do it, and people still be W two. We need to. I'm going to ask the hmm. the automotive guy. So I think, but if you're in the automotive world, it's expected in that world, right? That's how that's, they do that's it. That's common practice in that world, but in ours, it's not. And so I wonder if even if we tried to operate under the same rules as what happens in the automotive world, would we be allowed to do that? Oh, you know, that does that get into that uh, classification of business with the maybe I don't know. Hmm. So, But I feel like if um, let, let's say we're the first fence company to ever do it and then we got audited, I feel like what the auditors would do is then look at the automotive industry and use that as a guide for what we're doing. So it, I would think that contract, like whatever I just read, I'm assuming that's or what right. What if we just unravel the whole automotive industry's <laughs> pay, payment? Uh, exactly. Just right. They're now, just now they're coming after us. So I think that contract would have to be maybe stated and I don't know how it works, but signed between you and the employee that I got to find out tonight. I know. And then we're going to have to, but if we're already, if we have them on W2, we're already paying the payroll taxes and everything else. So from the IRS perspective, that is like the way that benefits them the most. So would they be, I, I don't see how they would be mad that they're not on 1099. That's interesting. Anyways, I just had that interesting thought during my break. And so I just wanted to come back and throw that out there at you. Thank you. It was so 
pointed and concise and now it's just open-ended can of worms goodbye everyone we don't know good thought good luck out there here's a big question that no one has the answer to actually or if you do have the answer let us know that's what i would like i would really like for some listener to have the answer and to be able to say no it works like this or it doesn't or whatever Galaria, there's a clip to post on social media yeah make some reels reel it up reel it Okay, cool. I, I want some listener engagement. Uh, I mean, we got Donnie and Josh on here commenting. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Uh, um, I forget. I can show the comments. <laughs> there you go. I put Donnie on there. <laughs> oh, hold on. Let me put, I'm going to put Donnie's comment that says, it's it so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. All right. That's all I got. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. See you later.